Show Building the Collective Conscious. Show that is created to give space where your voice, ideas, and form opinions can be heard, appreciated, and yay, debated. <laughs> I am Michael Eric Owen. And I'll be absolutely remiss if I didn't let you know that DT was also up in this. <laughs> oh man, it's uh it's a great privilege to be back in the studio. Uh with number seventy. Seven number. oh Seven zero. Seven zero. And um well, let me ask you something. We're doing this seventy times so far, right? Seventy do times have, have so any, far. Do you have any anxiety about the show? Have you any nervousness on the mic? I love the show. A nervousness? Mm-hmm. Oh no. <laughs> man, this is uh not even like a little bit. <laughs> this is the joy of my week, man. Mm-hmm. So uh there's absolutely zero nervousness i mean to come and spend this time with you spend this time with richard oh man we're in this beautiful studio we have a beautiful listing audience man I, I just look forward to the conversation mix. richard just passed a special mix too oh yeah he did so that so always I'm feeling helps. a little bit more relaxed than i was before <laughs> and I, I tell you what man i mean it's um I'm tired of talking to myself, man. So it's nice <laughs> to come in and have these conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but today, folks, um, you, it is number 70, a milestone for us. And it is, um, it is, uh, uh, the title of our show is Ralph Ellison, uh, Unity, mm-hmm. Unity. And I know, uh, there's just a lot of division going on in our country today there is a tremendous amount of struggle um partisanship um debate over ideologies but today we want to focus on unity we want to focus on what brings us together what makes us uh coexist so to speak and uh what better uh, i think figure historical figure to look through the lens of then Mr. Ralph Waldo Ellison. And um, I want to say uh, we thank, I want to thank both of you, man. And Black and Studios, number one for sponsoring, being one of our sponsors for the Ralph Ellison Gala, mm-hmm. something we do every uh, February, last February, last Saturday in February to honor him. He's, you know, if for our listeners who are not aware of who Ralph Ellison uh, is, because he's still a living relative um, figure to me. Uh, Miss Ellison was born in Oklahoma City 
and uh, 1913, 1914, there's a historical scholarly debate that goes along mm. with that because at that time, you know, they really didn't keep birth certificates on black My folks. the same. <laughs> right. And, um, and he, he is the author of the acclaimed uh, book, Invisible Man. Uh, we're really not going to get into that or his short writings, uh, so to speak, today, but um, he won the National Book Award in 1953 uh, for that novel. It's considered to be one of the 50 greatest books written in the 20th century. And uh, he's a legend. Uh, he was a artist, musician. Um, of course, he was a writer. Renaissance. Renaissance man. man. And so uh, looking through his lens and how he saw America, I think uh, was is a is a great backdrop to our discussion today. And folks, uh, we want to hear from you. I mean, we are uh, we posted the link on our uh, Facebook page. By all means, we love your comments. It's not about division. It's about coming together. And I, I, I you know, again, getting back, thank thanking Black and Studios for being one of our sponsors of this event. We had over 200 people there last night. We had, Beautiful. Uh, man, we had jazz music. We had poetry. We had readings from Ellison's work. Um, we had dance, dramatic, and contemporary, um, which was just awesome. <laughs> so, man, just talk, DT, uh, a little bit. And, um, you know, I, yeah, maybe we can pass the mic to Richard. As well, talk a little bit about you know, man. Just kind of some of your reflections of uh, of the night, man. And let me say this: <laughs> what struck me, it was a night of unity. So, talk a little bit about your reflections. Okay, so for me, uh, the past this is this has been my my third one attending, and for the past three years, I will say that my Februarys have been a triple threat. Mm. So, first of all, it's Black History Month, right? Okay. My birthday falls on the 22nd. All right. That's right. That's and right. not only do I get a chance to, you know, hang out amongst some some really wonderful people, um, I get a chance to go to be a VIP member. Right. After Ralph Ellison Gala. How was the VIP done? Dude, don't get me started on the VIP. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you, I mean, I mean, man, if you, if you haven't been to this event, I mean, this is, this is, this is a promotion. This is a plug, so to speak. Man, get yourself there next year because, um, what's going on at the foundation and what the foundation is doing, uh, putting on that gala every year is, is nothing short of magnificent at the Oklahoma History Center. Mm. Beautiful, uh, venue. But like I said, man, it's, it's an opportunity for me to, uh, to, to be with in good company, first of all, and to, you know, have an excuse to get a little debonair. Yeah. 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 Cause folks was looking get good. A, get a little spiffy on them. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. You had the tux on. Yeah. Had the tux on, had the bow tie on. You know, I don't get a chance to do that every, every, so often. So, Absolutely. man, that was, that was beautiful. But, um, going back to what you said about the, the, the gala event itself, you know, there are lots of people there from all different walks of life. You can uh, bump into to any nationality of person, any language of person. Uh, the music's great. The food's awesome. The performances are amazing. Uh, <laughs> it's like it's like you're getting you're getting to be a part of you know a historic thing uh, just as an attendant. You know, the the Ralph Ellison thing was brought here because of you. You know, yeah, I appreciate um, it. Uh, Ralph Ellison brought. Mike to Oklahoma City, if, if you guys didn't know that, but the things that you've been able to do in his name and, uh, to up, uplift his spirit, him being an Oklahoman, 
uh, is, is tremendous, man. And I, and I love being able to be a, a VIP guest every year, not just a regular guest, a VIP. What about you, Richard? What'd you, what'd you enjoy about the show? Um, man, you were looking smooth last night. I, I, I appreciate it. Man. And I just want to say, I appreciate you, Mike. I, I, I see you, uh, you, you swung the mic my way. <laughs> but, uh, Richard, no, this is, again. uh, <laughs> this is uh, the second year that Black Excuse was able to be a sponsor of the event. And, it's, it's, it's a beautiful event. It's very classy, uh, very well organized, put together. Uh, and like you said, br- um, Brother Michael, it was, it's, it's unity. You look in that audience, you see a mix of every race, uh, every gender in there. And the, the, the applause that, that you got, that you, uh, that you guys did every year. I mean, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And I, I greatly appreciate it. Just like DTC is rare, it's rare that I get to even come out in the light sometimes. Right. You know, most of <laughs> you guys keep me locked up in here working, <laughs> but it felt really good to network. Uh, I, I love the, the VIP table that you guys accommodate for us. Uh, very classy. I got to bring my mom and my sister and we was all sitting at the table cracking up and uh, having, having a really, really good time. My mom got to see a lot of uh, old, a, lot, a lot of old associates and everything. So um, just looking forward to next year. And, and I just want to say thanks for putting me on the mic. We want to get a chance to hear from you very often, Richard. Yeah, we just pretty much be no, putting that, you to that, work. No, that was his first appearance. But we're we going to have him on, man. We're going to have him for a special show. That wasn't, that wasn't his on. first appearance. I think, it, yeah, it was. The very first? Very first appearance. I'm just maybe so used to looking at this cat every <laughs> time see. we come in. It feel like he on the show. <laughs> but you, man, I got this, uh, you know, get, getting a lot of feedback from it, man. But uh, a good friend of mine uh, sent me uh, just this text uh, this morning um, to, to me. Her name is Anita Bridges. She's a tired judge. And uh, she said, congratulations, Mike, on another fabulous gala. You hit a home run again this year. My experience with events in OKC, the Heartball, uh, et cetera. Um, she says, I believe a night with Ralph Ellison Gala is the most elegant. She goes on to say entertaining, enlightening, enjoyable and well executed event of the year. Mm. Well, of done. the year of the year. It's February, Mike. And you know what? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You know what? What that signifies to me, man, is that. uh you know, that we're on the right track because that night is all about our show is about unity, folks. That night is all about bringing people together. It's about a celebration, not just of Mr. Ellison's life, but a celebration of how he saw the world and all the things that we're dealing with now, man, with all of the strife and and just the um, disassociation with humanity and the way that we deal with one another. Man, it was it's so beautiful to be in a space in a space, man, where everybody is just simply supportive and loving and caring. And we're there for one purpose, man, and it's to celebrate one another. Let me say something else. You know, right now we're in like the tech tech world, right? Uh, so everywhere you go, you see people uh, texting on apps, on games, whatever, on their phone. This is one of the events that you rarely see people not paying attention to yeah. what's going on. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a beautiful thing to me, to yeah. look around and see people focused and engaged on what's happening around them. Everybody wouldn't have their head down on their mm-hmm. phone, um, distracted or, you know, sidetracked from from the event. It was it was amazing to see that, you know, given the the distractions that we have now. Yeah. What what, what about the, um, the letter from uh, Dr. Gates, man? I mean, only only a select few 
people can pull something like that off, right? <laughs> I mean, you on first name basis with the cat, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> you tell me <laughs> about getting a letter to support what you're doing from somebody like that, man. I, I, I'm here to tell you, man. Uh, Dr. Henry Lewis Gates Jr. is just, um, man. He he just blows my mind, man. Uh, you know, just this morning, man, he he sent me a congratulations. Oh, is that right? You know, just this morning, just no. this morning, man. Yeah. Got and, your phone uh, number, huh? Uh, no, no, it was it was via email. The email, oh, he didn't have my email address. In case if you're listening, uh, man, we love you, man. And dot com, all right, hit me up. And you know, just to have people that believe in what you're doing, I, I think it is, um, you know, it's a tremendous honor uh, because clearly. Um, who would not want the interests of Dr. Gates? Uh, he's a busy man. He's a scholar, a statesman, uh, known all around the world. Uh, and for him to pause and, and say, I want to acknowledge the work that you're doing. I think that's just, man, it's just a beautiful thing. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful thing. And so folks, um, as DT has said, you know, we we're coming off a tremendous night. I, you know, I didn't get to bed till like 2 a.m., man. So I'm, I'm kind of dragging this morning. <laughs> Same here. But, you know, hey, we're here, like you said. But we're here uh, and we're talking about unity. I mean, really, what type of world do you want to live in? What type of world do you want to live in? Folks, we want to answer that question. So stick around. Stay with us. We're going to get deep into this thing called unity. We will be right back. What's up, guys? I am Leah Marie, owner of The Selfie Gods. Make sure you head over to our website, www.theselfiegods.com, and order your very own selfie moon. Uh, if you need that good lighting whenever you out in the club or you out hanging out with your friends and you need some more light for your selfies, uh, that's definitely what you want to get, The Selfie Moon. Hi, this is Tiffany Hill, host of Authentic Conversations, a weekly motivational podcast where we discuss matters such as self-worth, relationships, parenting, professional development, physical, emotional, and spiritual health. You can find me on Facebook at Authentic Conversations by Tiffany Hill, on social media at TH underscore Authentic, and you can also subscribe to Authentic Conversations on iTunes and Podbeans, and the show is also available on blackinstudios.com. I look forward to connecting with you and remember to live authentically is the ultimate form of happiness unity is defined as you and me embracing the same reality unity is defined as you and me perceiving each other's humanity unity is defined as you and me agreeing that equality is indeed for me. Unity is defined as you and me coexisting in the same space in time. Yes, unity is defined as you and me understanding that our past, our present, and our future are joined by cords which cannot be broken. Unity is defined as you and me rejecting disunity and accepting harmony. I too have a dream 
a dream of you and me walking free in unity. It's about unity, folks. Poetry snaps. Poetry style. <laughs> you know, read. you know, it's, you know, DT, I have to say that um, a part of me is tired. I'm tired of disunity. I'm tired of strife. I'm tired of um, the lack of consideration that we have for one another. This discontent with one's life in such a way that you project that on others. We have to begin to understand that we are tearing our world apart. We're tearing each other apart. For what? What world type of world do we want to live in, my brother? I mean, for you and I, I think that world is uh, one that includes everybody. One that gives us hope for the future of, you know, our offspring to have to uh, take on this world after we after we're gone and have left it to them. Um, but like you said, man, there are so many, so many uh, pieces to the puzzle. You know, we find that it's, it's really difficult to have everybody on the same page at the same time, moving and marching to the same beat of the same drum. It's, 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 uh, it's a very complex um, idea, unity. But as, as human beings, uh, we're social creatures, uh, kind of hardwired for coming together and, and having relationships and things like that. So now it's, you know, how do we how do we make them uh, function in the best ways that we can, even given all the all of the differences that we have and that should be also celebrated are we all born of a woman mm-hmm. are we all born uh into this world we have no um decision right <laughs> on, <your> head. <laughs> on, on on who our family will be what neighborhood we will grow up in uh what country we will be born in this is uh either by the master's hand or by chance. I don't know how you view it, but um, we all deserve to be loved and appreciated and cared for and valued. Ellison said this, America is woven of many strands. I would recognize them and let it so remain. Our fate, he says, is to become one. Ellison says, our fate is to become one and yet many. This is not prophecy, but description. I'm describing to you what this unity must look like. Oh, it's not a theory. This is a fact. This is a fact. You know, one of the things that struck me most about Ellison and deciding to write uh, The Invisible Man is, you know, during the war, uh, World War II, he was actually writing a war novel and had come into a friendship with a, a negro pilot and uh you know during the time you know he thought that that was pretty fascinating for blacks to be flying airplanes but not not so much to be um included in the, in the fighting or the war so to speak um but he talked about how the blacks who came back from the war mm-hmm. were still treated like uh we talked about this a little bit during our, our Belafonte. Uh, episode yeah 
But blacks were coming back from the war, still feeling discouraged, still feeling as a second class citizen, still feeling like uh, their their efforts had not been rewarded. And they were given so many promises uh, that things would be different when they, once they came back. And Ellison, um, you know, out of that understanding, was able to put together a novel that made people feel like there was there was really a United States, that there were more than just, you mm-hmm. know, white folks who lived in America. Because, you know, after he, you know, had, had read several novels, he said, you wouldn't even think that there was a United States, mm-hmm. you know, that there were people just from one particular place or mm-hmm. one thing happening. But uh, the diversity in his writing that he was able to deliver uh, through The Invisible Man and, and letting people know that, you know, I do, I, I do uh, possess a mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um I think that's 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 a beautiful thing. That is our goal. That is our challenge. I mean, you're you're so right. This idea of invisibility, um, and I think that plays into our disunity. In other words, if if I can't really see you, and let's let's talk about that for a minute. The sight, right? The ability to see and to perceive. There's one thing to see a cup. Right, it's just a cup, but is the cup is it glass? You know, is it uh, is it china? You know, what what is the what is what is what is the is it crystal? You know, what what is the what is the cup made out of? Right, that's the difference between seeing and perceiving. What is the the designs on the particular cup. What was the um, process of making the cup? Exactly. So, so Ellison's talking about this idea of not just seeing, but perceiving in a very deep way. Right. And I think that disunity comes from, I really, I really don't see you. I really don't understand you. I have not really heard you. I have not given time or consideration to who you are. And what you are, because all I can do from this vantage point is say that you are different, right? You're different, right? Mm -hmm. So if you are different, then um, then you're not like me, right? I don't have to accept you. If you are inferior and I feel superior, then therefore I don't really have to give you any time. If if I don't deal with racism because I'm in a dominant culture, then I really don't have to be concerned about discrimination, you see. Um, because you're not seeing me. Right? Maybe looking at me, <laughs> but you're not perceiving me. So if we truly want to be in unity, all of these difficult issues that we face in this country we have to perceive them in a very critical way, right? We can't just dismiss it. Oh, yeah, you're playing a race car. You know, okay. All right, so end of conversation, right? <laughs> um, no, you actually have to give audience mm-hmm. to that which is being spoken to you. You have to listen, internalize it, and then speak to that, right? It's very difficult, Mike, when you're saying there are people who come from this dark place in which they don't have to um, be pushed into different perspectives or have to force themselves to try to understand anything different because it's not like a requirement or as as many other people on, on the face of the earth feel so many different things are on a full kind of spectrum of experiences just because they don't have that privilege to say, hey, you know what, 
I'm cool on that. You know, I ain't got to worry about that. That don't apply to me. I'm good. And it's a, it's, it's a sad thing because, like you're saying, you don't even have to open yourself up to it. And most people are um, finding themselves, you know, more closed off now because there is so much more information. And now that they've they've kind of locked in who they are, what their beliefs are, it's like, man, I ain't even got time to be trying to dig through all of that. You know, now even that I know mm-hmm. it's not worth it. And you know what's so beautiful about what you just said, man? I, I like how you use requirement, because if you look throughout American history, um, the 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 I want to say the unity that we have now. OK, uh, the measure, let's say this, the measure of unity we have now has always been forced. Mm-hmm. OK, desegregation was forced. Voting Rights Act was forced. Uh, equal protection under the law was forced. It was forced by the federal government to give to an invisible people. Right. So the problem, I mean, you, you, you hit this on the head, right? Because you, you, there's no possible way to force total unity, right? Because of what you describe, your own, you know, your own circle, your own self beliefs, your own, you know, uh, and so, but you're not forced, right? You know, most states, you're forced to have insurance, right? That's why people <laughs> have it, right? You're, you're forced to do these things by the federal government. Um, there's no way to force people to see you, to value you. The federal government has done the best, you know, well, they're trying to attack the Voting Rights Act, but that's a whole nother episode. But, but they've done the best they can to say that here is a segment of people in our society that need to be seen, need to be heard, need to be included. So we have put in these laws to force you. This is by force. I mean, again, it, it, look at any old video. OK, I mean, uh, look, look at the freedom rides when 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 black folks uh, couldn't ride in, in, in the front. They had to ride in the back. They, they had to force that. They had to dramatize that. King had to march and others to dramatize that, to force the hand of the government in turn to force states to enact laws, not just states, but the federal government enact laws and force the states to uphold those laws. Why? Because what was segregation? It's disunity, baby. Mm-hmm. We can't be together. <laughs> we don't belong together. We can't move this country forward. Let me just uh, say this. Two people can't move forward <laughs> in disunity, mm-hmm. let alone a nation. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, how when you're friends with somebody, you can't be friends if you're in disunity. Right. You always arguing, mm-hmm. mad at each other, and <laughs> that relationship right. don't last, right? If if you can't do it on the micro level, how could you accomplish it on the macro level? Not possible. Mike, I, I wrote something a little while ago just about kind of um, the first thing we kind of talked about, about the invisibility. I want to hear it. Um, and, and trying to... Uh, let people ex- experience you mm-hmm. 
um, is hard because there are so many layers to you and they don't, some of those layers may make, make people uncomfortable, mm-hmm. may, may sever a friendship. Right. That is true. <clears throat> but you know, I wrote, um, you know, we, we try reading into you like that's all of you. We come to the conclusion to scratch the surface of an illusion. We dilute you. Mm. We dilute you. We dilute you. Wow. Well, that's what's happening, right? I mean, the, the comp- and again, we're all complex individuals, right? Um, but isn't it worth trying to dive into that complexity? Right. I mean, we're all going to be here, right? <laughs> we're not going nowhere. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> uh, hopefully not today. You know, <laughs> right. Right. Hopefully, hopefully be around for a while, you know. <laughs> uh, but, but you're, you're, you're so correct. Um, you know, we. And another part of that is, is, you know, even, even when we are amongst people, we are only showing them the size too to make them comfortable. So if I even if I do expose myself or if I do, you know, find a little courage to to be a little bit more revealing. I'm kind of uh, a little hesitant about how that makes come over or how that may be perceived from the person that I've now, you know, let that part of myself go to. And that's a fear. Mm. And um, dealing with people who have things um insecurities about whatever yeah Yeah. um fear of rejection Mm -hmm. a lot of those things contribute to us not fully being able to understand or get to know one another just based on the fact that if i do you know release this part of myself to you are you going to accept me still you know Mm -hmm. will i still be your boy if you Mm -hmm. find out that i like classical music <laughs> <laughs> or or the ballet or you know whatever yeah, it is yeah, but, right, um, right. i do like classical music and yeah. the ballet so you know and i know dt too but yeah yeah i mean that's oh man revealing mm-hmm. only what we think people will accept mm-hmm. from us the fear that on the individual level that prevents us from having unity man that's profound i mean um, and then we can, we can, of course, we can eject all of, you know, I hope we have some, some, uh, listeners that will tune in, but, 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 you know, in, 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 in comment, but this idea of, uh, the ego getting involved, right? Cause that's really what you're dealing with, right? I mean, a person that is fearful and insecure and, 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 and projects a certain image of themselves that they're truly not, right? They're dealing with the ego. Um, and until you defeat the ego, we're talking about unity on the individual level, and then we can move back to the macro level. But and, until you and, and, until you defeat the ego on the individual level, until you try to uh, self-actualize, right? I mean, reach your full potential. Abraham Maslow. You can't. You. It's impossible to be in unity. You may be in unity with yourself. Well, no, hold on a second. No, no, you're not in unity. You nah. in chaos with yourself because you you're lying to yourself. You're looking in the mirror and you're and you're talking to, but the person looking back at you is saying that ain't me. 
I mean, you're schizophrenic is what you are because uh, the reality is unless you can find your true self, look at you in your purest form, your strength, your weaknesses, uh, your knowledge and your lack thereof and realize you don't know that you don't know that you don't know. Uh, right? uh. <laughs> <laughs> we back there, right? right? You can't be in unity. So, brother, what you point out here is 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 paramount. You know, that was, first of all, we got to work on ourselves mm-hmm, mm-hmm. before we can even begin to unify with others in our life and then in the larger culture. I, I listened to a couple of radio stations who were, you know, kind of doing just that thing, kind of not being able to look at themselves and see a solution. But these people were calling into the radio show wanting answers from people who were being perceived as the leaders or the people who are going to be able to give information that's useful and that is helpful. And so the guy is asking, or the, 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 uh, the argument was that, you know, black people, we've never been unified. You know, what, what can we mm-hmm. do now to mm-hmm. unify ourselves, given that we've never seen what that looks like? Mm-hmm. Um, and so the guy calls in, you know, he's like, you know, well, you know, I do believe that we can do these certain things that could, you know, on a on a basic level, help us to see some unifying of one another. And then the lady lady gets back on. She's, the, you know, the host of the show. And mm-hmm. was like, well, it's kind of saying that same thing. Well, you know, well, blacks aren't together right now. You know, what do you expect <laughs> us to do about it? How do, how do we how do we unify? We've never been unified. And, you know, like you said, if I can't see it with anything else, you know, I can always start with myself mm-hmm. because. I'm not asking everybody to, to to change and to be different. If I if I can look myself in the mirror and see myself as a reflection of that person that can change and that can be different and can uh, produce a better way of thinking for people who are trying to unify themselves, then that's a start. You know, I don't have to try and break the big picture down. Mm-hmm. I start with myself and then hopefully we grow from there. Yeah. I'll talk to somebody else who will also be able to put the mirror in front of themselves and see. I can start with that person, man. I, you know, you brought up black unity. That's a that's a whole another show that we need to that that we probably need to do black unity and black anger, which uh, is detrimental. Uh, but that's a that's it's like a man, very, you're the problems. Like. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 a very valid point, man. Uh, from the start to disunity. But folks, listen, we about to get deep. I'm feeling a little better. I'm feeling energized, okay. man. Uh, with the turn up, man. You know, two o'clock, I went to bed. I ain't as young as Richard and DT. I don't even think they've been to bed. You see, and they, and they still rolling. So, you know what? Be patient with me. I got some, and it just kicked in on me, man. Yeah. I might get my, da- Richard, you gonna put some music on? I might get my dancing Uh-oh. shoes on. Uh-oh. Folks, we're gonna take a break and we'll be right back. everyone this is roxy davis and this is deborah burris and we are the roxy by design show our show is designed to bring healing as we share our stories while god redesign our lives so take a ride with us so you can find us at podbean itunes facebook and twitter and blackinstudios.com so thank you everyone for listening to the roxy by design show you have a blessed day and we love you
This is Dr. Paul Ketchum, and I fully support One Mic, One Voice, and I recommend you do the same. Welcome back. Yeah, I, you Rocking know, this thing. That, that wasn't exactly the music, man, I was, I was uh, looking for, man. I, you know, was- maybe you threw on some... Yeah, there you go. Yeah, now I can groove to that. Okay. Come on, come on. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey Mike got two pair of shoes in here, seriously. Oh, yeah, two pair of shoes. Like, I got a- <laughs> one box says recording, one says dancing. <laughs> you just took the dancing off the lid. Yeah, lid yes, yes, indeed. Um, let's get back to Ellison for a moment. Um, but man, I, I you, you got me tripping on that, uh, black disunity man we're gonna we're gonna have to de- we're gonna have to deal with that and black anger because we're gonna make we're gonna make a whole lot of black folks angry but that's okay because you know what we're just trying to speak the truth um ellison said this if the word has the potency to revive and make us free it has also the power to blind in prison and destroy read that one more time if the word has the potency to revive and make us free it has also the power to blind imprison and destroy talking about language right language language what does the bible say about the tongue oh man it's a two-edged sword Mm, 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 mm. yeah it can it can make you feel good but it can cut you deep it can Man. Cut you up, man. Somebody out there listening to us now been cutting people up. <laughs> been cutting them up, DT. Hurting people. Punishing people. Language. And we've talked about this multiple times, man. And 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 we try to get deeper and deeper. But language is so critical in the way that we communicate with one another. Because by our very language, our very words, our conversation can either how can I say this plant seeds of unity or you can take that tiller, you know, that tiller (laughs) (laughs) and just tear up, tear up, man, a beautiful garden. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think it caused the, the tongue can be a, uh, what I'm paraphrasing. You're right uh, on the money. You know, like a entire um, uh, just episode of iniquity, you know, can come from our language, mm-hmm. man. And and we really don't just think about social media for a minute, man. The okay. stuff that comes out over so far. Man, can oh, anybody say, can anybody say, DT, that they listen to the mass media? Okay. And everybody's a mass media. Let's just say that right now. People are saying CNN, Fox, everybody's a mass media now because we're all competing, right? Mm. Do you like feel good when you, when you like <laughs> listen to it, man? Or do you like, man, you like pissed off, right? You're like, what the hell is going on, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so the language that we use each and every day, my question to you, my dear brother, is that bringing us together? I mean, divisive language is divisive, right? It divides people. By nature, right? Definition. Um, <clears throat> things that make you feel good, words you hear that encourage you, that empower you, that make you um, feel a spark in your step aren't the same ones that beat you down. 
I mean, they might. They might be. They might be leading up to beating you down. Yeah. Who knows? You know, set people, up. People butter you up, too. <laughs> Tell you everything you want to hear. <laughs> right. Just so they can pull that rug out from underneath you. <laughs> right. You'd hit your head in the back. and like, oh, man, what was that about? I didn't see that coming. <laughs> right. But um, like like you're saying, uh, language is, is of importance. And deciding for yourself what you'll say, how you'll say it, how you use your your language, how you reflect the things that are in your mind to speak and to give that out to people who are listening to you is your choice. But you know, you also have a decision to make. You can you can spew the truth or you can spew lies. Mm-hmm. You can spew encouragement or you can spew defeat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. All of us have that capability. I mean, you read the Webster's Dictionary, find some new words. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe there's some words out there you just haven't been mm-hmm. exposed to yet <laughs> that yeah. are going to help you help you grow yourself and help you understand yourself a little bit better, help you understand others better. But like you said, we, we all have that choice of language and being able to decide whether we'll let it um, propel us or cripple us. Man, I, I this 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 is a powerful statement by uh, Mr. Ellison. It can make you free man just think about and I, I again let me let me just you know i guess be rhetorical in this question um the mentors you've had in your life that have spoken words that set you free we were talking we awarded last night oklahoma humanities um and Thompson had a great speech. Um, we give away the Shadow and Act Awards um, for distinguished uh, organizations and individuals. Uh, that was from Ellison's book, Shadow and Act. Um, some people do things in the shadow, and some people, you know, they out there mm-hmm. just, they're the act, right? You mm-hmm. see them. Um, that's a question. Where, where are you at? Are you in the shadows or are you acting? Both of them are good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, this, you know, this, this Dr. Melvin Todd, as I talked about, um, I was fortunate enough to give him his award, man. He's been a mentor to me, man. He's 80 some years old. I mean, that's, that's black elite. The first, um, first principal of the first, uh, desegregated school. Oklahoma City, first black to serve on the Oklahoma Higher Regents Board. Um, you know, he's in the Hall of Fame of, you know, every Hall of Fame you can have in Oklahoma. <laughs> um, but man, there were times where I was in my moments of distress. And I said this last night, man, I went by his house, sat down, man, and just shared where I was at. Man, he had nothing but words of encouragement for me, mm. man. Words that, as Ellison would say, set me free, mm. that built me up, that gave me a new perspective. That's what unity is about, man. I mean, don't kick me when I'm down. <laughs> don't, don't, when you find out something about me that you don't necessarily like, don't disown me. Mm. You're not going to agree with everything that I do in my life anyway, and vice versa. You know what I'm saying? That's part of the human experience. I can change. But the reality, DT, man, just think about this for a moment here. The power to blind, imprison, and destroy. Words can destroy. 
Definitely. You talked earlier about the, the mentors in my life and you, you're one of them. Um, but we talked, it's to, an honor, brother. we talked to several episodes back about having the right type of guidance and the right type of, um, mentorship mm. in the right context, you know, cause people will come and try and lead you to anything. <laughs> you know, if you want to be a follower, that's, that's not difficult to do. Yeah. You know, there are lots of people who want to, who want to uh, sway you their direction, but. <clears throat> I do believe that having the right type of people around uh, that sharpen you is the difference between those who are just in your life, taking up space and time. Mm. Um, people that you can see yourself uh, emulating in some ways. Not that I want to be a carbon copy of anybody that I'll call a mentor no of mine, but man, they got some great qualities, you know, That's some cool. things that if I could just get a piece of, I may be a little bit better tomorrow. You know, even if I could, um, be able to see things from a different perspective that makes sense for me mm-hmm. can make me a better person for tomorrow. You know, but if I have somebody in my, in my ear telling me, uh, DT man, I don't, I don't know about all that, man. You've been doing, man. Uh, sure. You know, if it was me, <laughs> nah, bro. Uh, I, I probably go ahead and, uh, like, <laughs> but exactly. you know, like there, there are people who are going to be against what you do and say, regardless of, of what it is. Exactly. Um, and for as many people who are out there for your betterment, there are double mm-hmm. amount for, uh, your, your destruction. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and so putting yourself around those, those people who are going to uplift you in your time of need and people who are going to be there for you when, um, you know, all odds are against you. You don't know yeah. where you're going to turn next. Yeah. And to have somebody come and breathe life into you again, um, is, is, is life saving sometimes. Yeah. It may be the, the matter of life and death in some situations for some people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Folks, uh, man, DT, you need to write a book. Unity. Be honest with We're working you. on it. We're working on it. <laughs> Folks, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. This is DT of the One Mic, One Voice podcast. Just want to let you guys know you can go to iTunes and search us at One Mic, One Voice and be sure to rate and review our episodes. Let us know about any feedback that you have and what you enjoy about the episodes. Also, you can go over to Stitcher where you can get the latest and freshest episodes of our podcast. Stream directly to your smartphone or iPad. No downloading or syncing. How cool. Real smooth. Also, we'd just like to take the time to thank you for your time and for your energy and for spending time with us as we discuss the historical record of our time. Welcome back, folks. We're talking about unity. Dealing with uh, Mr. Ellison and uh, his legacy. DT, you just reminded me of the uh, quote that I used last night in presenting the award, uh, Mr. Ellison said, some people are your relatives, mm. but others are your ancestors. And you choose the one you want to have as ancestors. You create yourself out of those values. It's mm. exactly what you were talking about, man. Um, we see those things. We emulate those things. Those things create character in us. I'm telling you, man, I, I've been a magnet for positive and great people. A magnet. You know what? If, if, if you, if I see it and it's beautiful and I love it, I'm taking it. You know, uh, I am the thief of all great value. Got a comment? Uh, we got my man, Carlin Williamson, who's just checked in. He said he's listening now. This is a very informative uh, show. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, we do have a comment here 
that says uh, uh, we appreciate um, the brother tuning in. I'm looking for uh, unity. It starts with you. If not you, then who? Hmm. That's true. I mean, that that comment is right on. If it don't start with you, then who? Who's going to do it? We might have to coin the look your face in the mirror theory. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly, man, because um, it starts with the individual. Uh, Ellison goes on to say, folks, life is to be lived, not controlled. And humanity is won by continuing to play in the face of certain defeat. Mm. Man, I, I don't know about you. You know, when, when I read Man, some of these things, it's really too deep to express here. You know, like take it we to may have to take another <laughs> a few hours to just really break down what Ellison is saying. Yeah. Man. You know, because we know, you know, him from his literary works. And man, Ellison was a deep brother. I mean, and even taking those two two sentences that you just read, I mean, it could take us two hours to dissect and really get into what is, is happening. Um, yeah, yeah, hey folks, for our Patreon customers, we appreciate you. Uh, that's going to be an after party. I'm, I'm glad DT said that. Let me lay this one on you, DT. Uh, had the price of looking been blindness, this is Ralph Ellison. Let me repeat that. Had the price of looking been blindness, I would have looked. Mm. Man, you know what? <laughs> Dude, I, Mike. <laughs> Ralph, I mean, what, are you, what, are you, what are you trying to do to us here, man? man? I, I mean, I at, just. At all costs. Would have looked. Would have looked. Mm. If it had to cost me my, my eyesight. Sight. It goes back to what you talked about, brother, that was so deep. The requirement. If I had known I was going to lose my very eyesight, I would have saw Richard. I would have understood Richard. I would have looked. I would have perceived who Richard was if it had cost me my eyesight. That's how critical this is, man. If we want to be in unity and, and, you know, in our small circles, in our communities, at our jobs, you know, in our organizations, you know, in our government, in our world, we have to understand that seeing one another and perceiving one another is a requirement. Mm. It's a requirement. No doubt. Um, you know, the thing about perception itself and the, and the ability to see is is deception, you know, mm. because even I'm looking and I'm not seeing you still, yeah. you know, yeah. like. Behind your head is behind your forehead is a lot of things going on, mm. but beneath your skin, uh, there are lots of things behind your chest. There's yeah. a, I mean, there's a whole work going on inside of you and behind you, and I'm just looking at your face, you yeah. know. <sighs> we might have to wait to the after party, man, Mike. I'm, I'm feeling a little deep today, man. I'm, I might have to philosophize. Yeah, uh, yeah, philosophize. yeah. Is that a word? That's a word. Philosophize. Yes. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I'm going to get philosophical. You can get philosophical. After party, I'm getting philosophical. You know, I remember, I recall a story of a gentleman that was coming to speak to a group and I was just in the audience and he said something that was very peculiar to me that stuck with me. I mean, this was, this was over a decade, but he was very, uh, he was a white gentleman. Um, he was, uh, very conservatively dressed uh, 
and um, he has uh, he had cerebral palsy, and uh, he was a dynamic speaker. And uh, his opening words were, um, "For some of you, you have already judged me." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He said. Before I have even spoken a word, you saw me walk up and you've already made a determination about me. Mm. And I thought that was <clears> like, <throat> man, I was blown away, man, because it it's was true. it was so true. Right. Mm. You know, it was so true, man. And 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 he was dynamic, man, in his presentation. But he was so true because what he was saying is you have already looked at the cover and made a determination about me. Right. That's what we do all the time. That's disunity. If you can't get into me and accept me and understand who I am and spend the damn time, <laughs> man, I'm, none of us are simple. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think you if you spend five or 10 minutes or even an hour with me and you think you know me, <laughs> man, this has been a long journey, folks. Bruh. I mean, a package deal, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> There's layers and layers to this experience. You know, one of the things about uh, Ellison, going back to him, is he was asked about being interviewed mm. and what he felt about that. And he said, you know, he was really quite fascinated yeah. about how the, the interviewer's mind works. Exactly, uh, right. <laughs> he said that he was, um, you know, sort of, he already knew that, like you said, people had a perception about him because he was a, a, an author. Yes. And so no matter what it was that he said, you know, even himself wanted to kind of keep a secretive or kind of mm-hmm. behind the scenes profile. Yeah. He didn't have that right because he was yeah. he was an author, you know. Yeah. So whatever he was saying, you know, people were going to be trying to interpret and you know yeah. break it down and all these things. But um, going back to, you know, none of us, none of us being simple people, I think Ellison was also kind of taking in that, you know, like, man, wow. Like, you know, people have, have a interest in what I have to say, yeah. you know, and I know, and I know that, mm-hmm. and I know that it matters to people what I have to say. And so there's also an ownership of responsibility we take and even putting ourselves out there because we know that people are watching and people are listening. Mm-hmm. And people are trying to, at some level, understand you just by what they hear. Yeah. And, um, I mean, there's there's more to the story, obviously, man. And and you know, I I'm I'm so happy you you brought that out because you encapsulated why Ellison is so important. These layers in which we are beginning to understand the man and how he viewed culture, society, democracy, um, the whole civil society in that experience, um. Uh, it is it is fitting and this is what this is this is like the genius the creative genius behind ellison it is fitting that he wrote a book about being invisible <laughs> and here we are right in the 21st century trying to discover him mm. right i mean is that i mm. mean i'm just fascinated by the fact that this this he he, he was he was so far thinking that it's almost a blueprint for his legacy and this discovering of the depths in which he existed, mm. right? Um, 
I, I, I honestly think he was comfortable with his invisibility, mm-hmm. right? That it was kind of unique to him, mm-hmm. right? That people, um, as you pointed out, that he was now fascinated that people were interested. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so really? he, he thinks he would say, mm-hmm. right? He knew he was an interesting person. He knew he was a deep thinker. He was a scholar. He was a professor. You know, he was, you know, he was a social critic. I mean, if you read some of what, and, and keep, keep in mind, Ellison never graduated from college, mm-hmm. right? He taught, uh, in Chicago. He, if you, if you look at some of his essays, oh my God, you look at his writings. I'm <laughs> like, this, I, man, I'm talking even grammatically, uh, word choice. He was, he was a man. You know what? I could spend my lifetime in a few of his essays, even trying to articulate the creativity in what he wrote. That's how deep this brother was. And so for him to say, I'm invisible, man, it's, it's a lifetime of trying to discover him and then to project him to a larger society. Because I believe in Ellison, we find plenty of answers to the American struggle and uh, and to the the world struggle. I want to say this, and, and this was part of our um, part of our outline today. Uh, who will be your Michael Eric Owen? I know when you <laughs> and Richard saw that, you're like, man, Mike tripping, right? He, he put himself on a pedestal and, you know, who is this guy? Uh, no, no, no. The reason why I say that, let me say this. It occurred to me um, last night I never knew Ralph Ellison. Uh, I was influenced by his writings, of course, and and his work, his literary work, his passion, his commitment uh, to social justice. And I felt necessary to carry on his legacy. Mm. He never knew me. He never knew he would influence me. So that, who is your Michael Eric Owens? Who's going to look at your life? Let's take it down to the brass tacks. Who's going to look at your life and say, man, we have to keep his legacy alive. Who's going to look at what you have said, what you have done, what you have contributed, what you have given to this world and say, we cannot let this die. Deshaun Thornton, uh-uh, we're going we gonna to keep his, his legacy alive. For Ellison, that was me. Now, for Michael Eric Owens, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm not worthy <laughs> of such an accolade, but what I will say is we should all live our lives, DT, get this, because we go into the after party here for a minute. All we right. Gonna, we gonna get down here in a minute for our Patreon customers, but we should live our lives that there is a Michael Eric Owens out there for each and every one of us because history will speak of us. Somewhere in the distant future, a scribe will reach down deep into the archives of our time and what Will she find? Will she discover that we overcame our differences? Will she find that out of many, we became one? 
or will she find that we solve nothing and remain a divided peoples? Yes, history will speak of us. We can make a difference if we try. We can beat the change that's in our lives. All we gotta do is work together. We gotta raise our children better. We gotta stop the hate, stop the hate, and spread the love. One mic, one voice. You can change the world, it's your choice. One mic, one voice. You can change the world, it's your choice. One mic, one voice. You can change the world, it's your choice. One mic, one voice. You can change the world, it's your choice. Today's broadcast is being brought to you by Blacken Studios. To learn more about Blacken Studios, please visit them at blackenstudios.com or visit them on their Facebook page, Blacken Studios. Today's broadcast is also being brought to you by Perry Publishing and Broadcasting. To learn more about Perry Publishing and Broadcasting, please visit their website at perrypublishingandbroadcasting.net. The opinions of the One Might One Voice show do not reflect the views of Blacken Studios or Perry Publishing and Broadcasting. Thank you for downloading the One Might One Voice show.